You understand me better than I do myself. And I've kissed you. Not nearly as many times as I want to, and I hope to do. And you've put up with it. Now let's be frank. You are poor, ambitious, unscrupulous. I know all about your going through my letters. You've played up to Isabel, making out that she's far worse than she is, so that you could keep your job. I want you badly, and since it's the only way, we must marry. You'd like the job of running this place, and you'd do it damned well. You would make an excellent hostess. Isabel has lost all interest in that side of things, with the result that we are shunned as if we had the plague. We could travel, too, and rent a villa on the Riviera. You'd enjoy a flutter at Monte Carlo. All this, to me, is a delightful prospect. But I can't marry you while Isabel lives. She treats me like a boy. You know, my father left me practically nothing. She's got everything. She's rolling in money, and I'm her dependent. She's so madly jealous of me that I can't even invite my friends here without first asking her leave. She grudges me any new acquaintance I might make. She barely lets me out of her sight. You agree? They had reached the rock garden. Judith sat down on a seat by the side of a miniature cascade, dabbling her fingers in the cool water. You've put the case very clearly, George, but it doesn't seem to get us much further. Exactly. We're up against a dead wall. Isabel must go. She's been ill now for months. She can't get much pleasure out of life. Years ago, she tried to commit suicide. News to you, but it's true all the same. We can get a great deal of pleasure out of life on certain conditions. I shall help her to go. How? said Judith, still dabbling her fingers in the cool water of the cascade. George lowered his voice as he told her how. And when? asked Judith. George told her when. And you'll swear, she said after a pause, looking him straight in the eyes. That it won't be before. Yes, I swear it won't. It may be later, because it depends on a number of things. But it won't be before. And Isabel won't suspect. No, I shall tell her a story about you. She'll think it's you I am going to put out of the way. There's something secretive about Isabel. Something she wishes to hide from me. And I think I know what it is. She's jealous of you. She hates you. As I said, she has never got much out of life, and you, the daughter of a clerk from Balham, have, and are going to get more. So now you know all about it, my beautiful Judith, he went on. In a year's time, you'll hardly know this place. We shall be entertaining the gayest of house parties, and you, doubtless, will be flirting with someone a little more presentable than your friend, Dr. Croft. It appeals to you. I see it does. Well, all you have to do is keep quiet and leave the rest to me. If you have finished washing your hands, we will go back to the house. Dinner that evening was more than usually silent. Judith complained of a headache. Nurse companions are not expected to suffer from headaches. Too long an exposure to the sun, my dear, said Miss Cranston acidly. You should wear a hat. George did little to keep the conversation going. His interest centred in the decanter. They adjourned to the library. Judith, refusing coffee, 
made letter-writing an excuse for an early withdrawal, and the two Cranstons, brother and sister, were left alone. George, said Isabel, you drank far too much at dinner. You know very well you were supposed to be on a definite regimen. If you can't keep to the amount stipulated, we shall have to give up wine altogether. I don't want to do that. The servants will draw their own conclusions. But you can't go on as you have been doing. Don't be a fool, Isabel, George replied. For a clever woman, your obtuseness sometimes amazes me. You keep me on the leash. You treat me as a boy. You give me no responsibility and then expect me to find complete satisfaction in life. But I'm not going to quarrel with you. I have far more important things to talk about. If I told you I wanted to marry that Wentworth girl, what would you say? Impossible, George. You hardly know her. That's not my fault.